We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Dynasty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by our friends over at Blue Wire and the FFPC. I am your host this evening, Nathan Powell, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dan Sanyo. Dan, week 17 in the books. We did it. Uh, it's we're, we're you know we're playoff bound for the NFL. The fantasy season is officially over. Some of you lunatics have Week 17 championships, which you absolutely shouldn't. If you're in one of those leagues, vote to change it or leave it. And yeah, I mean, I think we say it every single week. I didn't think we'd get here. We're here. Uh, The chaos continues to (laughs) just run rampant through uh, NFL locker rooms. Now it looks like the Browns are on the receiving end of... uh, some COVID chaos, so hopefully everybody comes through good there. And um, it, it's tough that it happens during the playoffs, and and you know the Browns make the playoffs, and for the first time in God knows how long, and now they get to deal with this. So yeah, that'll be interesting if they end up postponing that game to to a Monday or Tuesday and really shake up the playoffs. Hopefully that doesn't happen though. Hopefully everyone is able to play. Um, that's not going to happen, but you know, hopefully as many people can play as possible here. Sure. But before we get into our show today, Dan, um, the Dynasty Cast has a pair of listener leagues. We have 
one best ball league that we formed way back in the day when it was me, you, and Eric. Um, you know, and we were like, hey, let's do a best ball league. That league originated around the idea of an ADP draft where our startup was done purely by ADP and every rookie draft since then has been done that way as well. Now we are five years into that league and we uh, have decided to reboot it. Um, it was a one quarterback best ball league and now we're rebooting it as a super flex best ball league. It is a, you know, low stakes. We're not, uh, you, you and I are not the high rollers of the nice world. Um, <laughs> both of our listener leagues are $25 buy-ins and we're looking for Dynasty Streetcast listeners. Um, we have one spot in uh, in the reboot, uh, the Superflex Best Ball League. And we also have a spot in our Rotoviz Listener League, um, which is only two years old now? Three, maybe three? I think it's in its third. Yeah, it'll be in its third. Uh, it's, it'll be entering year three. Also $25. This is, a, uh, this is actually two QB. The only two QB league, league, league I play in. And that is not Best Ball. So... If you're interested in some 2QB non-best ball, uh, hit us up, uh, you know, tweet at us, and we'll try and get uh, the most deserving person. I'm not sure how to determine that. Uh, originally, I, I thought of a question, but you know, we'll see. I'm going to throw out the question out there. If you get the question right, then you get bonus points. Here's the question. Uh, who was the very first sponsor of Dynasty Cast? If you can remember it, you are all but guaranteed a spot as long as somebody didn't beat you to it. Um, so if you're interested, neither we have a – Superflex best ball reboot or our two QB seasonal lineup league. So let us know if you're interested in either. We're looking to fill one of those. We have to fill by Saturday. So make one the the reboot we have to fill by Saturday. So uh, hit us up as quickly as possible. And uh, for the the newer league, the Rotoviz league that is two QB, we also put our own little spin on that one as well because you know how much we love the tight ends here. That one's actually called tight end game. So. There are no tight end requirements in that league. Obviously, you can still play tight ends. You can still flex them. But we went 2QB, no tight end requirements. So definitely hit us up. Those spots are great. The leagues have been absolutely awesome. The OG League still has Eric in it. We have our editor, Justin, in it now as well. He took uh, he took an open spot. So we have one spot, like Nathan said, in both. $25. It's It's more for fun and for hanging out and chatting with us. Uh, we've got chats with Voxer, and we're always in there, whether it's um, Nathan and I or Justin uh, or Hassan Rahim, who also has uh, a podcast here with us. Um, he's in there quite often talking to talking to the listeners and answering questions. But um, definitely, definitely come check it out if you're interested. Hit us up and we'll uh, we'll get you in. And that should do it for the league. There, there, there was there was one thing with the league opening. I thought you were going to say this, and you didn't say it. The Rotoviz, the newer league, our auction begins on draft night, and whenever a player is picked on draft night, they become eligible to be nominated. So it's essentially a live slow auction. It, it's very fun. It is very fun. It's also Debbie. There's all sorts of of chaos to be had. Uh, no one's going to want Kyle Pitts, which I'm uh, very very happy about. Because I'll probably add him to my odd stash of like tight end ones that I have for absolutely no reason. So, but before we break into what um, we've kind of been hinting at over the last month or so that we were going to do, I do want to tell you about uh, what Nathan mentioned pre show 
our friends over at the FFPC. The playoff challenge is back. This is year 18, you guys. Year 18 of the FFPC playoff challenge with... <laughs> I, I honestly can't believe it's gotten to where it's gotten. I mean, I can because the FFPC people are absolutely amazing. The grand prize this year is a half a million dollars. Yeah, that's right, 500K and a total over a million dollars in guaranteed prizes. It's absolutely unheard of in the industry. This is where you wanna be if you're if you're a degenerate. I mean, this, this is your spot. It's a $200 entry fee to win 500,000. The playoff league, like I said before, Nothing's crazy, no salary caps, no draft, no convoluted rules. You pick your 12 players, you let them ride through the Super Bowl, and that's it. The best team takes it down, and it's such a blast. I've played a couple times. I get rocked. There's there's a lot of smart people out there. Maybe I'm just dumb. But either way, definitely come check it out. FFPC Playoff Challenge, uh, FFPC.com. Always great supporters of Vertiviz, and uh, we always appreciate that. So... We have our Dynasty Tradecast ranking summit. We're going to try and put together some sort of consensus rankings between Dan and I. Um, we, we decided that straight startup rankings probably a little bit too difficult. So we'll, we'll talk about where these guys should go in startups as we're discussing them. But we will go one position per week, likely quarterback, running back, wide receiver. And then Dan and I are going like, to close our eyes and like <laughs> hope tight end words come out of us. <laughs> Throw an um, art. <laughs> But anyways, today is the QB rankings summit. So we will throw out some ideas, talk about where we have guys and the like. So uh, first, I'm going to go out with this controversial take. I know you won't agree, Dan. Uh, QB one, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think there's another option um, at this point. I would love to say it's a you know, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, even my boy Dak Prescott, if you were able to stay healthy, I think he'd be in the conversation for it. But based on on what we have, the age, you know, it, it's Patrick Mahomes, the offense. He's got everything going for him. And he's not slowing down, even even with injury and, and whatnot. I mean, he's, it's it's an unstoppable force. For sure. So I think that he is in a tier of his own. Are you in that position as well now? Uh, I would say as of today, yes. I, I think once we get a little clarity on I mean, what Dak's situation is, I know not everybody's as bullish on Dak as I am, but uh, assuming he's back with the Cowboys and he has that offense around him, I think he'll make a real push for QB1. I do think if Deshaun Watson gets some some talent around him again, he'll make that push. I think Lamar Jackson's floor is just sickeningly high where he can make a push. And now we've got our new contender, Josh Allen. So I, I think it's a very thin line underneath Patrick Mahomes, but I definitely think he's a standalone. Yeah, I agree. I probably have him. I probably have a bigger gap between QB one and QB two than you do, but I do have, you talked about many of them here. I think that after Mahomes, it's a very large tier and we'll, we'll go through them here. But I, I, I think that, it probably is a six or seven player tier here. And I'll, I'll go through mine and I guess we can, you know, play, go by player by player as well. But my tier here would be Kyler Murray, two, Lamar Jackson, three, Justin Herbert, four, Josh Allen, five, Deshaun Watson, six. And I say I it. want to squeeze say Prescott it. in at seven. Yeah. Say it. Prescott That's right. Seven. Wow. Um, 
Kyler Murray at two. That I can't get behind. And then who did you say you had at three? Lamar? Lamar, yeah. Interesting. All right. So my tier is essentially the same. It's one player larger, and it is in no way, shape, or form that order. At two, I have Josh Allen. He's my QB two. What he did this year, the the rushing touchdown output is incredible. He's pretty much a lock for like 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, especially now with Stefan Diggs. He's got one more year at John Brown. Um, for me, you know, at, at 24 and the world in front of him, I, I think Josh Allen is is going to make a continuous big leap. At three, I have Deshaun Watson. He threw for 4,800 yards. Yes, they're trailing every year or every game, but this defense really isn't going to get much better in the short term. Uh, and we would assume they're going to add players around Deshaun Watson to help, even though if Will Fuller's healthy and Brandon Cooks is healthy, those are two pretty darn good wide receivers. Definitely plenty of talent around him for the time being to make it work. And even when those guys aren't in, uh, I mean, it's Deshaun Watson's pretty good. So uh, I, I think he's he's pretty sustainable. Uh, I do have Lamar Jackson at four, Dak Prescott at five, Kyler Murray. Um, there's a height limit to get inside the top five. So Kyler, unfortunately, falls to six. And then two rookies. I have Herbert and Burrow, seven, eight. I just, you know, it absolutely looked fantastic this year. They are still rookies. I, I want to see it continue. You know, we've seen some quarterbacks have tremendous freshman seasons, and then sophomore year, they're not the same the same guy at all. So uh, I, I just want to confirm that I'm probably low on Herbert, about right on Burrow, but I do think that is an entire tier of its own that is so deep and it'd be, it'd be hard not to say that a lot of these guys deserve to be taken in the first round. Uh, You got to squeeze a couple of running backs in. Obviously some of those wide receivers deserve to be there too, but this is a a, a pretty, pretty incredible top end for quarterback. We haven't seen anything like this in quite some time. Yeah. the, The top end is very good, but as we'll talk about, as it goes on, it does drop off fairly quickly to, to either uncertain young guys or, veterans that are on their way out or should be on their way out um as far as your your kyler critique and his height i know it was a joke <laughs> I, I know i know i know but i am on board with i'm still not sure if kyler murray is a good nfl passer but and that might be reason enough to move him down from qb2 but i'm not sure it matters like he's so elusive he's so good with the ball like you know he's basically like a center fielder playing quarterback. And so, you know, just that elusiveness, that ability to, to, to scramble. And he's, you know, stayed relatively healthy in, in his first two seasons. So, you know, just that upside from fantasy perspective is, is why I have him at QB two. But if I had, you know, if I was dead set on going quarterback in, in the first round of a super flex, I would trade down from one Oh three, one Oh four and try and get, Herbert at like 109 or try and get Deshaun Watson at 110. Yeah, I I think this group really is all about personal preference. I don't think there's a huge gap between them. I I would think for me personally, Watson, Allen, and Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, again, I'm higher on Dak than most, but if he's a cowboy, he's going to be in that group for that what I would consider probably uh, its own like tier within a tier. Um, I just, I have Kyler a little bit lower. Like you said, I don't see an amazing passer, but I don't think he has to be. 
the athleticism is so much, especially now in today's NFL. We've seen Lamar Jackson. Even when that offense isn't rolling, he's still putting up fantasy points. So it, it doesn't take a great passer to be a great fantasy asset. Um, I'm just a touch lower on him for, for the time being. I would like... I would like to see him kind of grow into the offense a little bit more. And, you know, people have been down on Kingsbury and the whole thing, but he has DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is a nice secondary piece. Um, whatever they do in the backfield, whether it's Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds for the future, uh, I think there's a nice enough pieces around where he won't have to worry about what talent he's throwing to. So uh, I, I think it, it's kind of the pick of the litter here for about six guys, maybe seven guys, if you include Burrow into that. And, you know, like you said, though, it does, it's pretty much an insta drop off once you get to that six, seven, eight into a lot of uncertainty or age. For sure. And just going over a couple more guys from this list, Watson, you talked about him a little bit, and he has as good of a shot as anyone in this list of being in, in the Mahomes tier. Uh, I, I mean, if we're talking about guys who I think could en- enter Mahomes territory with, you know, a, a couple good seasons, I think it would be Watson and I think it'd be Herbert. I, I don't really see Kyler and Lamar as passers entering the Mahomes tier, but I, I see the possibility of that with Deshaun Watson um, and even Josh out and Josh Allen to an extent. But what I'm saying is I, I think that Watson has a very high ceiling and also a high floor here. And we've still seen, it's weird because a lot of the concerns we saw in year one and two from Josh Allen, all of those haven't shown up. Like bad Josh Allen hasn't shown up as much, obviously, in year three as it, as he did in the first two years. But he, he's been that good. So, you know, Josh Allen definitely deserves to be in this tier. And I don't really, you know, fret with you having, having him at QB2 with how good he's been this season. Yeah, and having an elite, and I did say elite wide receiver like Stefan Diggs, I mean, that changes the ball game. It gives him that comfort level. And it's only year one with Diggs, too. So um, I can't imagine they're going to take a step backwards as far as that relationship goes. Hopefully we see uh, Smokey Brown back. Uh, he does have one year left on the contract. I, I like the offense with those two. Uh, I mean, they're both playmakers. So, uh, And even Gabriel Davis, I, I think, has kind of stepped in late here and, and provided a nice extra you know, flash in the pan for for that offense and honestly could probably step in for john brown i don't think he's quite the route runner but he um he he's gonna fit in nice and and what josh allen likes to do with the ball and we've seen it all year now like you mentioned he he he, we haven't seen bad josh allen it's been really impressive i think really really early in the year there was that one weird like short dump off pass that he missed by a mile other than that i mean it's been he's been damn near perfect yeah for sure and i think we've covered nearly everybody here and lamar lamar's we've seen some bad lamar this year but then after he's gotten back from COVID, he's been nearly unstoppable for the ravens and we've saw a lot of the lamar that we saw in 2019 which is why you know he's being he's sitting in this qb3 for me because we've we saw it in 2019 how that rushing upside can turn into a QB one season very easily. So he, he also belongs in this tier and uh, I, I will wrap up because I, I hesitated to put him in this tier, but I, I agree. He belongs here because of this receiving car. Dak Prescott's not leaving Dallas. Um, the only reason why he might not be in this tier would be because he might be leaving Dallas and, you know, having CD lamb and, and Amari Cooper are a part of his value. 
but in the event that he stays in Dallas, he, he's firmly in this tier for me. And obviously he has to return from injury a little bit, but he hasn't didn't wouldn't have any sort of like a career threatening injury. And you have Burrow in this tier. I don't. Uh, I didn't see quite enough in, in his rookie season to be associated with, you know, Lamar, Herbert, Allen, Watson, Pre- even Prescott, because he didn't show enough and, and he had a major injury. So I'm going to need something him to show something after a major injury in order to have him quite this high. Uh, I have him higher than everybody else, but I don't think he's quite as safe as the guys ahead of him. Yeah, he's the tear break for sure. Whatever side of the line you put him on, uh, I think you can't really be faulted for it. I just think with the addition of T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd being around, and Joe Mixon hopefully coming back, we'll you know we'll we'll see what transpires. But I mean that's a pretty good core uh, to have around you to start with, and hopefully they continue to get better like we've hoped for. I don't know how many years in a row, but the Bengals continue to bangle. It seems um, just quickly before we move on. Going back to Lamar Jackson, from a floor perspective, you know, assuming he's playing 16 games, we're looking at a 3,000-yard passer and a 1,000-yard rusher, which, I mean, that being a floor is pretty much unheard of, aside from maybe Michael Vick, who I don't think ever did a 1,000, but he had to have been close. And obviously, he was a, a better passer than than Lamar Jackson. But this is this is kind of unheard of. I know last year... Uh, through the air was was better from a touchdown perspective. He did uh, only play 15 games last year as well, but threw 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions. This year missed a game and only threw 26. So we did see the touchdown regression there, but in only the 15 games again for back-to-back seasons, he ran for over a thousand yards. So it's that floor is just it's silly. That that rushing floor is is absolutely absurd, and you'll kind of find that theme I think throughout the the top end of this ranking set all of these guys have really nice rushing floor aside from maybe Dak but he still gets his and maybe Mahomes those are more your pure passers of this group yeah everybody but even, else but even Mahomes like has rushing upside like he has the occasion right. like 40 oh, year rushing game and um one of our buddies TJ Hernandez uh on 444 had like a what 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 are we going to see in 2021 article and TJ Hernandez talked about how we might be seeing somewhat a death of the streaming quarterback because basically it's not because that all these other quarterbacks are so much better. It's basically quarterbacks are broken into two tiers, quarterbacks who have rushing upside and quarterbacks who don't. And if you don't have any rushing upside, you have no business being on a fantasy roster, particularly in, you know, redraft one QB, but still the point stands in dynasty. If your quarterback doesn't have rushing upside, they don't have much value. That's very true. That's uh, that's that's why we love TJ. He's a smart man. <laughs> For sure. Now, before we head into the next little bit harder tier to talk about, let's hear about our friends over at Blue Wire. Hey, everyone. I just want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you just want to host a podcast and don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all of that, will help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all of the other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. 
So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door leveling up for your sports experience. Acceptance into program is limited, so make sure you get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join to apply and make sure you check out the description box in the episode below. It's going to be there, all the info you need, bwhustle.com slash join. And before we get back into the quarterbacks, we got to talk about Rotoviz. I talked about it throughout the holiday season. Get yourself a Rotoviz subscription. Now we got a new promo code. Uh, 2020, it's in the past. We are now into 2021. If you want to get yourself a 10% discount to all of our content and tools, help support the podcast, go to uh, go to rotoviz.com and get yourself a subscription with promo code RVRADIO2021. Once again, it's RVRADIO2021. Great content, great tools. What else can you need, Dan? You just need RV Radio. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Now let's kick it into the next tier. I'm curious what you have here. So I'm going to go with the next three on my board here are Baker, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Very interesting. Um, so I would assume we, you know, the Burrow deal was our tier break yes 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 okay so for me at nine i have tua at 10 i have jalen hurts and then at 11 i do in fact have baker mayfield (laughs) how about that we did not discuss (laughs) this before the show folks uh we have the same nine through 11 in our rankings and i i will say here Baker at this stage is the floor play. I think that he has a much higher floor long-term than Tua or Jalen. I think both those, yes, it seems uh, slim for, for Tua, but I think Tua and Jalen are both at risk of losing their jobs in 2021. Very small risk for Tua, but the risk is there with them having the third pick. So I I, I, I do think that Jalen and, and Tua might have the higher upside, but I think Baker is the higher floor play. And then, with Tua versus Jalen, I much preferred Tua as a prospect. And yes, he doesn't have the rushing upside I just talked about. I want all my quarterbacks having, but and and Jalen has that in, in himself. But he does. I I guess I'm basically with this string of three. I'm going with. I'm ordering them by job security. Baker Mayfield. I think he has years of job security. I think Tua has pretty good at least one more year. And Jalen, I'm not sure he even has that. I think it all makes sense. Uh, I wish we would have seen more from Tua this year, but kind of getting shown up by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, you know, the the journeyman veteran who can do it all and just kind of continues to come out of the bullpen and, and clean up other people's messes. That they kind of overshadowed Tua a bit, and some of the season Tua didn't look very good, uh, obviously dealing with coming back from a major injury. And other times he looked, a little bit like the Tua we kind of expected to see. Uh, I don't think Miami does anything crazy. I think they stick by Tua. Uh, I think he's the long-term play here, unless he just isn't ever right, you know, what we saw at Alabama. So it's an interesting one. It's probably slightly controversial just because in order to get a QB1 rating, you probably should have had to done something in the NFL to earn it. But this is purely, for me, a... Uh, what could be than what is where a lot of other people are going to have like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and guys like that around this spot, which go for it. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think any less of you for having the older guys starting out here at the end of the QB one area. I know some people even have them higher than that, but um, this is kind of where you start to take a little bit of the risk when you're looking in the lower end of the of the QB one spot, just because if it hits, now you've got all of the all of that free equity in in guys like this, and if it misses, yeah, it, you're missing out on a little bit, but at the same time, you're, you're probably going to be able to find a replacement uh, of some sorts. And Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to work nicely in Philadelphia, especially with Miles Sanders. Uh, I think it's probably going to be more of a rushing upside than passing upside. But I think he's okay enough as a passer to make it work. I don't ever think we're seeing big-time passing numbers from Jalen Hurts. But, you know, we, we could see some real progress. He, he could get it. But... Uh, I think right now the expectation is a lot of rushing upside. They're going to run two running back sets, essentially, with Jalen Hurts being one of those people. And he's going to run it 12 times a game. That's just going to be what it is. And that's a lot of free points at the quarterback position. You got to have him up here. Even if you don't think he's a great quarterback, we've said it like 35 times already, and we're 20 minutes in. Rushing upside is, I mean, that's what you're chasing. And I, I will say that I made my first mistake of the rankings list, and I didn't have Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson would be above Baker to uh, Jalen for me personally. But, you know, I I think he belongs in that tier, Burrow, Russell, Baker, Tua, Hertz. I think that, that's a nice group grouping together. So does that mean that Russell's next on your list? Russell is next on my list. Russell okay. rounds out my, my QB one set. That, se- that seems a bit low for him. And e- even I have him at, at no. So are you just, you know, giving up on Pete Carroll using let Russ cook? Uh, is it that he's a little bit getting a little bit older? What is it compared to the, the three that we just talked about? So the thing with Russ is it's always been no volume, super efficiency. And we saw big time volume and efficiency through basically the first at least half of the season, maybe a little bit longer than that. And then it was like someone shut the gas off to the house. And now you can't cook with anything. So it it got bad quick. And this is a team that I think always wants to run the football. But when you have DK Metcalf and you have Tyler Lockett and you have a great quarterback in Russell Wilson, you're going to want to start pushing the ball downfield. I don't want to speculate and say like, oh, Russell got burnt out from throwing it so much because he's never thrown it so much in his career and this and that and the other thing. But it definitely wasn't what we've seen from the Seahawks. Obviously, not having Chris Carson for the longest time didn't help, or Rashad Penny, even though who knows if he's going to be a thing. They they didn't have a running back, and and that running game has been non-existent, dismal, awful, uh, just not there, right? So I think the whole offense is just kind of in a weird place. If I'm in... If I'm in an existing league where I'm contending, Russell's six spots higher on this list. He's in the other tier. But if we're just we're we're looking at future startup 2021 and beyond rankings, I'm I'm taking risks on younger guys before I'm chasing hopeful efficiency of Russell Wilson and the volume we saw at the beginning of the year, I don't think we're seeing again. 
I think we'll go back. Which is to, dumb because it worked so well. <laughs> it, it did until it didn't, though. Like, it, it just, it all of a sudden stopped. And his volume was there. He just wasn't good. I don't know if he's injured or what it is, but it, it got bad quick. So I, I don't want to continue to chase that efficiency, even though I think he's going to continue to be that efficient guy. I just would prefer volume and rushing upside. All righty, let's go to our next tier, and I'm going to call this tier uh, probably has job security for a few years. <laughs> the Oldenburgs uh, is what I call it. We have, uh, I have 13, Aaron Rodgers, 14, Ryan Tannehill, 15, Matthew Stafford, 16, Kirk Cousins, and 17, Matt Ryan. Yeah, this this group is going to be essentially the same. Uh, my 13, also Aaron Rodgers. Then we have um, Kirk Cousins followed by Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan. So it's going to look pretty similar. A lot of people probably have some of these guys higher. They're they're looking for the Wiley veteran. A lot of people probably have Tannehill higher because of what he's been able to do. And he is only, what, 32? Tennessee's been doing really well. You've got Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. The other for, teams, how long, for how long, though? Are they going right. to keep Corey Davis? Right. The other teams are... You know, aside from who we just talked about with Russell Wilson, everybody else is a, a one-trick pony. You know, Rodgers has Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams only has a, only has his contract through next year. They have a $100 million decision to make. Who knows what the Packers will do there? Kirk Cousins, yes, they have Adam Thielen, but he's a 1,000 years old. Justin Jefferson, the new kid in town, what I would call super elite. He's going to be special, but again, that's that's one one guy. Herb Smith, I do like a bit as well. Matt Ryan has the corpse of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and um, things like Russell Gage. Who knows there? You know, Calvin Ridley's the one guy. Stafford's going to have Galladay, um, what used to be Marvin Jones, even though he showed well, that's, out. Yeah, that's another one. Is Stafford going to have Galladay? Galladay's a free agent, so is Marvin Jones. Right. So all of these things could change. Matthew Stafford might not be a Detroit Lion. Uh, it's it's I'm, a... Uh, while we're talking quarterbacks, I'm very much in, I mean, you know me, when it comes to NFL transactions, I'm always believe it when I see it. People are writing checks they can't cash with Carson Wentz on the uh, Carson Wentz on the Colts, Matthew Stafford on the Colts, Carson Wentz on the Bears. They make it, oh, Matt Ryan also going places as well. They make it seem like trading a veteran quarterback with a cap-heavy deal is easy. It, it's not. It is almost impossible. So... Until I see otherwise, I'm assuming Matt Ryan's a Falcon, Matthew Stafford's a Lion, and Carson Wentz is an Eagle. Granted, all of their values will go up if they leave their current spots. Maybe not Matt Ryan because he's in a pretty good spot as is. But all those guys could see boost in value with the change in scenery. But I'm just not sure how that happens. I'm not a cap expert, but I think it's going to destroy all of those teams' caps to deal their quarterback. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely a tough spot. It's like you said, it's not easy to move such a massive contract. And the other part of that is most of the time when you're moving a big contract that contract like that, it's going to a bad team that has a lot of cap space. Well, what's a bad team going to do for a quarterback that we want to be valuable? Not a whole lot. <laughs> we, we would prefer to see Matthew Stafford or Carson Wentz go to the Indianapolis Colts. Does it seem likely? Not really. A more likely spot would be the New York Jets, but they have the number two pick. They're going to get, hopefully, their future quarterback. 
you know, a place like Philly that's dealing with Carson Wentz now, they're in cap hell. They're not going to be able to get out from under it. They're like $100 million over the cap as it is. It's it, We're kind of in a weird spot right now in, in the NFL as far as quarterback goes because you either have the you know the the almost hall of fame old guys the drew Brees is a hall of famer uh ben roethlisberger philip rivers tom brady obviously hall of famer but all of those guys at the end of their lives where matthew stafford matt ryan carson wentz aren't going to be going in and taking jobs from those guys you would have to convince them to be a backup for a year and then take the job after that and no one's going to sit on two massive contracts for a 40 year old quarterback and a 32 year old quarterback all right. So, uh, any any other words on on this grouping? No, I, I think this is this is where teams that are waiting on quarterback, you're going to end up with one, if not two, of these guys. Uh, if you're not willing to spend a ton of capital in your startup in a two QB or or super flex league to get one of the guys in the top eight, you're more than likely going to end up with somewhere between Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford as either your QB one. Or you get lucky and, and catch it just right on, on the turn, and you're able to get two of these guys, and you're set for, for your Superflex. And I, I will say, when I'm building a Superflex team, this last year we talked about, is the number one absolute avoid? Because these are the guys that get taken in the fourth, fifth round of a startup around very good wide receivers and very good running backs. I'd much rather go a round or two earlier and get a Tua or a Baker. Or if you really want to get crazy, just go first two rounds and hit up a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson type. You know, there there are much better w- ways to use capital than spending a fifth round pick on Ryan Tannehill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a scary, a scary proposition. You're more honestly, as far as value goes, you're probably looking more sixth, seventh rather than fourth, fifth, uh, especially for this tier. But with how crazy value gets in Superflex, that's probably as cheap as they're ever going to be. If you're trying to buy one during the league once the startup is done, they're going to be even more expensive than fourth, fifth round startup value. Yeah. And just to give you an example of a two QB trade in our Rotoviz league, uh, we, we had lost uh, the, the Fitz magic uh, when Tua, uh, you know, became a starter, me and Justin peak. And we were competing. We were, we were a legitimate good team. We're like, okay, we have to make a move. And uh, we didn't want to give DJ Chark for Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause that would have been dumb. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we made a huge overpay for one Aaron Rodgers. We we had to pay. Hold on. We had to pay Mike Evans and Chase Claypool for Aaron Rodgers and Nikhil Harry. So in all essence, two probably what would be considered top twenty-five wide receivers for one thirty-six-year-old Aaron Rodgers. But tell the people how much money that made you. Zero dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> we, I don't, don't you remember my soliloquy how I lost every single first round match? <laughs> I do, I do. It was, uh, it was truly impressive, and I stand by the uh, DJ Chark for Jimmy Garoppolo deal uh, to this day. I, for for those that don't know, Dan offered me that, and I said you're crazy, and he's like, you're not going to get a better deal for a quarterback, and I was like, watch me. <laughs> and then you overpaid for Aaron Rodgers and still didn't win. <laughs> but guess what? We have Aaron Rodgers for next year. All right. Let's wrap up the show with what we're going to call the gross youngish quarterbacks who probably don't have jobs soon. I have my boy, Sammy D Sam Darnold at QB 18, Daniel Jones, QB 19, Derek Carr, QB 20, 
and Carson Wentz, QB 21. I'm going to start out by saying I did my rankings down to 25, and Sam Darnold is not one of them. <laughs> he is, he but is, listen, I just talked about I just t- talked about how all these quarterbacks can't be moved. Sam Darnold is still on his rookie deal, so he's the one quarterback who can be moved. The problem is, is he's bad. <laughs> he is hashtag not good. Adam Gase is a train wreck, but Sam Darnold isn't good. He's a journeyman quarterback. He's a career backup. That was always a mistake, in my opinion. The Jets are going to get a real quarterback until somehow they get swindled by the Patriots to move up to two in exchange for 15 and some belly button lint, and they're going to remake the Patriots dynasty in one foul swoop because that would be very J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets of them. I do like Jared Goff here. I think he's he's someone who... With McVay, we need to find a way to get Sean McVay back into the center of Jared Goff's brain to make him work and make him functional. Um, I think at this value point, Carson Wentz probably makes some sense. I still don't think he's very good either, but he's going to have a job in 2021. If I had to put money on someone having the Colts job, I would say it's probably going to be Carson Wentz. They figure out a way to make the money work. Philly has to get out from under his contract. They're toast otherwise. Um, Derek Carr makes some sense here. I'm a little bit lower on him. I kind of jammed in all the old guys from 20 to like 22 or 19 to 22. But I do still think Teddy Bridgewater deserves a, a little bit of a shout here. You got DJ Moore. You've got Curtis Samuel. Obviously, it, that takes a little bit of a shot with Christian McCaffrey coming back, but um, you know that that there's some upside there too. And, and Teddy proved again this year that he's he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. So uh, I think it's good value here. These are going to be some guys that are are decent QB twos, or or if you're super, if you're in a luxurious position to be able to have one of these guys as a QB three for some reason. Um, that's that's a really nice move because now you're not having to deal with polished turds on on bye weeks. You've got a, a, a formidable starter on on your bye week. So uh, I'm comfortable having the old guys here. I'm comfortable with some of the young upside guys, even a Jordan Love in this position. Uh, I think I think there's some upside here where you're going to gain a little bit on that value if he continues to progress, and we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers in the future. I yeah, I will say as a large Jordan Love advocate. Almost all reports have been bad in, yeah. in year one. So maybe that's an opportunity to buy in Superflex leagues. I'm probably already overexposed, so I, I don't really have the opportunity to do that. Um, but yeah, I, it de- it's hard to have a bad rookie year without taking a snap. But from all reports, he's had a bad rookie year without taking a snap. Yeah, um, hopefully it's not a Dwayne Haskins thing. <laughs> he's not a complete moron. Uh, or maybe he's just bad. Who, who knows? Uh, we're we're not in NFL front offices. We don't make those decisions. Or, or maybe the Packers are just lying. They're like, oh, he's having the worst practices ever while he's playing like John Elway. <laughs> also true. It's an easy way to vault up Aaron Rodgers' value when they try to trade him. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, one Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love note. Um, they asked Aaron Rodgers at uh, after week 17, they're like, oh, you had an amazing MVP type season. Do you think that impacts your future with the Packers? And he said, nope. So Aaron Rodgers knows that he is not 
going to end his career with the Packers. But he's a super optimistic, friendly guy, so I'm sure that was there was no sour patch in in that <laughs> in that response. All righty, that should wrap up our quarterback rankings summit. Uh, Dan, any any fiery takes on quarterbacks before we we wrap up? I think we could see Justin Herbert make a push for QB one, assuming they don't hire the clapper and they <laughs> do, if if they ruin this kid by hiring another awful coach, I'm gonna be furious. I'm gonna drive to LA and I'm gonna burn that place down. I won't do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think if if they can avoid hiring a, a really bad coach yet again, I think we see Herbert make a push for QB one in the very near future. Yes, and I'll wrap up by saying he can make a push for the QB1. I don't see anyone eclipsing Patrick Mahomes for QB1 for at least four or five years. You never know. You never know. All righty, that'll wrap us up for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to let us know if you're interested in either of our listener leagues. We have, once again, Superflex Best Ball and 2QB Live-ish Rookie Auction. So let us know which one you want in on, both $25. First come, first serve, mostly, unless you come and I don't like you. Wow, that was uh, could be taken very poorly. Make sure you head on over to FFPT.com, get in on the playoff challenge. Also, make sure you stop by Rotoviz.com and pick yourself up a subscription. Kadoosh! Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.